the vaccine. It gets the official nod from the FDA, but many states are going to offer the vaccine to prisoners before the general public. Biden and Harris are named Time's Person of the Year. The magazine says Fauci and frontline workers are Guardians of the Year. And Harrison Ford, he's set to reprise his Indiana Jones role for the fifth and final movie. We've got that and much more coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters on this Friday. And hey, happy Hanukkah for those of you who are celebrating this week. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she is on maternity leave. And today I get to hang out with two of the most fun and funny men in the building, <laughs> starting with Mr. Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed here on Blaze TV. Hello. Hello. And then Jeff Fisher, host of Chewing the Fat. Hello, Jeffy Hillary. How are you? I'm doing Pat. great. Jeffy. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. Very formal. <laughs> this is going great already. I love mm-hmm. it. So we're going to start off talking about the vaccine because that's what everybody's been talking about this week. So Pfizer, vac- their vaccine is going to get the official nod from the FDA. So the vaccinations could start Monday. We have a clip. Well, George, I've got some uh, good news for you here on Good Morning America that uh, uh, just a little bit ago, the FDA informed Pfizer that they do intend to proceed towards an authorization for their vaccine. So in the next couple of days, probably, as we work to negotiate with Pfizer, the information doctors need to prescribe it appropriately, uh, we should be seeing the authorization of this first vaccine. And we'll, as you just said, we will work with Pfizer to get that shipped out. And so we could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. So wow. they're saying that they have millions of vaccinations. They're ready to be shipped in short order once they get the formal approval. I think a lot of people are really excited and depending on this because they want things to go back to normal mm. as soon as possible. Of course, they're banking no way of knowing on this if vaccine. that's going to happen. Yeah, they're right. banking on it. So first of mm. all, how, I mean, I know you guys have probably talked about this on your shows respectively, but for people who haven't heard, how do you feel about the vaccine? Would you be willing to take it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I trust American businesses, and Pfizer is one. <laughs> yeah. Moderna is one. Uh, AstraZeneca. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of trust them. I don't know if I jump out in the in the front, which I can't do anyway because they've got a certain amount of people that they want to they want to inoculate first, but. We should probably mention what an incredible miracle this is. No too. kidding. These vi- these vaccines take two, four, five, six, ten years. In some cases, it never happens. AIDS, there's no vaccine for AIDS yet. And that's what they said in the very beginning, right? That it was, yeah. well, we're going to work yeah. on this vaccine, but it's going to be two, three one, years. It yeah. will be years. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of credit has to go to the president for pushing this uh this situation the way he did with Operation Warp Speed, with pouring huge amounts of money into it and removing regulations and clearing the way. It's an absolute miracle that this has happened already. Yeah, you're right. It sure is. And look, do I want to take it? No. Am I going to take it? Probably. I mean, I want to be able to go about my business and have my mm-hmm. my little vaccine wristband on or whatever little mark they're going to give me to say that I've got my vaccine and I can shop at this store now. And we want and, to get back to normal. Yeah. This is the only way to do it. Yeah. I think it's the only yeah. way. When you mentioned President Trump, do you think he will ever get any credit for making nope. this happen? Oh. Uh, no. And, and they'll ignore all the people trying to give him credit. Um, CNN will never acknowledge it. MSNBC will never acknowledge it. 
And it's pathetic because this is absolutely amazing and unprecedented in the history of the world. Yeah. It's really a shame. It's a shame. Yes, it is. Oh. And and now we are going to all we'll hear is that uh, it's because of Trump that America is getting it first. Right. Isn't that what uh, Melinda Gates was saying is that she was disappointed that Americans are getting it first. Uh, what? OK. Take first care. of all, <laughs> Brits got it first. They've already had some of the injections. Right. Um, and then Canada. Yeah. Canada started right. it. And, and then secondly, we invented it. We should get it first. <laughs> Good point. Well, Pat, you mentioned, you know, they have kind of a list of who will be getting it first once the doses are available. Yeah. Well, apparently there are nine states, at least nine, that are going to place prisoners in jails ahead of the general public getting the COVID-19 vaccination. So here's these nine states uh, that we know of. Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nebraska, North Carolina, Montana, Nevada, and New Mexico. And that's according to the Washington Post. So the U.S. currently houses around 1.4 million people in state and federal prisons and then nearly a million more in local jails and other detention centers. So these inmates are going to be part of phase one, uh, which also includes our healthcare workers, our first responders, uh, those in homeless shelters, and then phase two beginning in February, that will include other high-risk people as well as school teachers, sanitation, and public works employees. Um, and then the Colorado Sun reported that the draft plan for the state in their vaccine prioritization sent to the CDC specifically places people in prisons and jails in a higher priority tier than healthy adults who are age 65 or older. Mm. So... Why do you think they're focusing on prisons first? <laughs> uh, there's a couple of possibilities. Yeah. Uh, one, um, maybe they're more expendable than the rest of the population. <laughs> so if prisoners start growing tails, uh, we could say, ah, okay, well, maybe we don't use the vaccine on the rest oh, of the population. Right. Uh, but, but also they're in close quarters. And we all know that, that a lot of prison populations have been ravaged by uh, COVID. And so... Um, it spreads through these populations like crazy. And lots of prisoners have died from this. And so I think, you know, maybe they're trying to mitigate that problem a little bit. But uh, you might want to start in, in nursing homes, too, if that's the case, because we've had an awful lot of deaths there as well. Yeah, absolutely. No kidding. Well, that is part of one, right? The, the nursing homes are part of either plant phase 1A or 1B, however yeah. right. they're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm a little surprised that we're throwing homeless people in there, too, because yeah. it's a two-shot plan mm -hmm. and i'm not sure that uh that's in massachusetts Bill, the homeless guy gets a shot on tuesday he's going to come back two weeks from now i don't know yeah i don't know right yeah it does like you mentioned states have kind of a phase 1a phase 1b right. and so in massachusetts their phase one I believe phase 1A includes the homeless shelters, but then wow. uh, the Massachusetts governor, Charlie Baker, said our, our plan for the first round of vaccine shipments maximizes life-saving care for our most vulnerable residents and protects health care workers first, first responders, workers doing COVID-facing work. And then North Carolina is making this part of their phase 1B, including their, their prisoners. So I mean, everyone's for making the health care workers and the frontline workers the, mm -hmm. first, the first ones, right? I mean, right. there's no question about that. So after that, Okay, let's just let's just get them out there. Let's go. Right. So it sounds like by February, the majority of people who work in other kind of high risk settings, the teachers and things like that will be available. And then I guess later in the spring, it will be more widely available to the rest of us, if not sooner. I mm -hmm. mean, they're, they're not really sure how soon it'll happen, but 
I think that's good news. Have they said how many million um, doses they have that are ready for this coming week? Because the first, I thought the first There's, round was 100 million, right? But the, they cut that way back. And then, way, way back. And then they paused the second order yeah. mm -hmm. uh, that we were supposed to get. Well, the latest I heard was that, was that Pfizer had about 6.4 million uh, doses ready. Well, that's not going to go real far because you no. need two doses, and that would only mean 3.1 million people right. can have it initially. Right. When we have 24 million nursing home residents and frontline workers. So I'm hoping they have more than we heard the other day. <laughs> yeah, this information yeah, just yeah. says millions, so it doesn't say how many millions, but yeah, we need a uh, lot of they've millions. got millions yeah. ready. A lot. Yeah. But maybe between, maybe between uh, Pfizer and Moderna. They get that covered. I'll have enough. And right. they've already been practicing for the deliveries, right? I mean, they've yeah. got it because the Pfizer is the one that has to be stored in uh, subarctic temperatures forever, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And then the Moderna, below. the Moderna isn't quite as cold as that. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they, let's ship it, let's keep it cold, <laughs> let's go. Right. Well, and we don't have quite as uh, stringent rules regarding our vaccines. Did you see that in Russia, they were advising people no alcohol for oh, yeah. for two months, I believe, if yeah. they're going to get the vaccine like a month before and a month after or whatever it was. So people weren't very happy because everybody there, <laughs> not everybody there, a majority of their country, they're like the, mm -hmm. the third largest consumer of alcohol in the world. So <laughs> Russians not too happy about their, their vaccine requirements. Uh, so there is a hospital in L.A. that was treating COVID-19 patients earlier in the spring. Well, now it appears to be the site of a full-scale Hollywood production. Really interesting. It's the former St. Vincent Medical Center. So it, it had shut down. They reopened it kind of as a, an emergency care place in the spring because they were expecting to be overwhelmed at all of their other hospitals. It was closed just after 39 days of operation. Yeah, it didn't happen. Right. They, they treated 64 patients. Nine of them died. But their hospitals weren't overwhelmed, so there really wasn't. Yeah, that was a big deal. The, guy, the hospital was going under, and the guy was going to buy it. And he went before a judge and said, look, I've got to buy it. I need the okay. I need to go ahead because we're going to open it up, and we're going to make it this extra special hospital for COVID-19 patients. And they were like, yep, okay, good. And they made the deal with the city, and L.A. was all happy. And then, you know, they're standing around at the front door waiting for patients, and Nobody showed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, very few patients showed up. So then they closed it down. And now, you know, they're thinking that they're going to have, they're saying we're supposed to have this big surge again. And he's trying to make money with this building that he purchased, the old hospital. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, got the movie company there. I guess it's a, you know, I'm not sure what show it is, but, um, you know, it's not important. They have the, you know, the movie trailers and the food service all there. I mean, it's okay for them Marcus to have Welby open. MD. Marcus Welby, MD? Yeah. 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 That's Marcus, Marcus Welby. Yeah. I've been it's waiting the for the reboot of that yeah. my whole life. We all. <laughs> but yeah, Jeffy, you're right. Uh, it's Dr. Patrick Soon Chiang. He's a, a billionaire who purchased it. it it's got 366 beds. Um, yeah, it's a big hospital. Yeah, I mean, the Times reported that the owner planned to create a coronavirus research facility on the campus. Um, that would attract doctors and experts on the virus and relieve pressure on other hospitals. Sure, but we've got to open. We got to get this movie shot first, man. I, I'll get on that. We're going to make that special COVID nineteen thing, but we got to shoot this movie first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it just makes you wonder if the people in California, why more people aren't protesting these things and waking up to the double standard that's going on with Gavin Newsom. Yeah, they're not allowed to eat at outdoor restaurants, I know. but but Hollywood can. 
Right. right. Well, that was his excuse, right? I mean, he said, look, uh, I know that it, it appears that way, but these people get tested and they're, uh, if you read between the lines, they're better than you. <laughs> so they're worth more than you. So zip it. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's also the problem that they started all of these special COVID places in the spring and used none of them. Yeah. Because it, it didn't get as bad as they thought it was going to in the spring. And, you know, for instance, New York brought in that huge Navy ship with, what was it? A, Collected a, dust. Several thousand hospital beds. Nobody came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally five people <laughs> went. And so they shut it down. And the same thing was happening all over the country with hospitals like that. So then you start doing something else with it. Now, all of a sudden, OK, it's bad again. Now we need your hospital again. So it's it's hard to blame uh, an entrepreneur who's trying to do something with the hospital. Right. And it's strange that now we're saying that we are getting the we're told we're getting a surge again. Right. But are we really is the surge is or is it like the last surge where it was? Mm, it was a surge, but not really. No, haven't you seen the piles of dead bodies everywhere? Oh, I mean, that's what that's from. I drove around eighteen piles of dead bodies on the way. Is that what that's from? Yeah. I didn't realize that was that's wow. from. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right, because uh, Governor Gavin Newsom he said back then California would need fifty thousand more beds, and yeah. like I mentioned, they they only treated sixty four people. Right. So <laughs> right. Not yeah. quite the surge that we were all expecting. Right, and the thresholds that they use, uh, the hospitals particularly you know here in texas they say that they when you reach the 15 percent threshold then that means we've got to up the orange level and we've got you know people need to mask up and we can't people they can't go to restaurants yeah, when you're not even at capacity you're at 15 percent. It, it's over right it's at 15 percent. so that's yeah. not necessarily capacity mm-hmm. right well the the name that they're thinking this uh, of this new show they read there were signs outside the film crew had put up that said triage. That's also the name of a pilot that's been greenlit by ABC. So we'll have to wait and no, see. No, that's if, the title if, of the new Marcus tri- Welby episode. Oh, the tri- <laughs> triage. Triage. Yeah. Marcus Welby. This episode. <laughs> triage. Tonight's episode. <laughs> all right. So we have to go to break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Candid Co. You know, all the things that we would love to do for ourselves, but we haven't done it for whatever reason. You know, for me, I did always want straighter teeth and a better smile. I'm done putting it off because thanks to Candid, straightening teeth is simpler, easier, more comfortable than ever. Candid has clear aligners. They're comfortable. They're removable. They're practically invisible, unlike wire braces, so you can transform your smile without anybody noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement, and it's all done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. Plus, your supervising orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. So with Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. You're always going to know. So I love that. Now, the average Candid treatment, it's just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. So... Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all the listeners can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to candidco.com slash Y and use code Y. That's candidco.com slash Y, code Y. And take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. Who doesn't want to save money? Candidco.com slash Y, code Y. We'll be right back. We've all been waiting anxiously to find out who Time Magazine's Person of the Year is. I mean, all week, just, oh, I couldn't wait. Well, guess what? Now we know. 
It's Biden and Harris. Yay. Yay. All right. So they mm. named Dr. Fauci and America's frontline workers as the guardians of the year. Yeah, they, cre- they had to have created that because they were getting serious fire. Uh, why they? Because I thought for sure um, when we talked about it this morning on Pat Unleashed, I thought for sure that's who they were going to pick mm-hmm. was Fauci and the frontline workers. How can you not pick them? Right. I mean, it's, I mean, maybe not Fauci, but the frontline workers. Right. Come on. Yeah, for sure. And so they got some fire. So, oh, you know what? We've created a new space for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guardians. I, I didn't realize that Biden and Kamala Harris are the same person. That's uh, that's interesting. Right. The person I thought they were separate people, year. but I guess not. Nope. They're the person of the year. They're yeah. conjoined twins. You didn't yeah. notice? Yeah. I didn't know that until so now. So bizarre. Uh, the magazine's editor-in-chief, Edward Felsenthal, he said Biden and Harris won the honor for changing the American story. He said that the two also showed the forces of empathy are greater than the furies of division and for sharing a vision of healing in a grieving world. That is agonizing. (laughs) They said this is the first time they've included a vice president, although she is not actually our vice president at this moment, but that's okay. No, she's not. No. Um, the whole Guardians bit, they said Guardians put themselves on the line to defend the ideals sacred to democracy. In 2020, they fought on many fronts on the front line against COVID-19. The world's healthcare workers displayed the best of humanity, selflessness, compassion, stamina, courage, while protecting as much of it as they could. And they go on to say, you know, they risk their lives every day for strangers who arrived in their workplace. So, right. And they also said Fauci is the one that led the fight for truth amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Um, he, <laughs> he fought for clear, consistent messaging. Oh, man. <laughs> right? Oh, Being my God. Right? To public health. <laughs> it says with steadfast integrity, Fauci <laughs> nudged, elated, and gently corrected a president used to operating in a reality of his own construction, buoyed <clears throat> by the fervent repetition of lies. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So the thing with Fauci, I mean... He really went back and forth oh, quite uh, a he bit. He flip-flopped over and over and over, over and over. And, and we've played the audio on the radio, on TV a, a bunch of times. He, he was all over the map. Mm-hmm. Masks, we don't need them. Now they're imperative. Uh, we just need to flatten the curve. Nope, we need to do this into 2021. Shut, Shut everything down. Lock everything down. Now he says don't lock anything down. Then he says uh, uh, the schools are a Petri dish for infection. Right. And then, no. then he says there's almost no evidence of any spread at schools. So he's been back and forth on this the whole time. Right. It's really agonizing to hear him called consistent. Yeah. It's been anything but. Clear, consistent messaging. No. <laughs> no. That's just a flat-out lie. Yes. Time was taking a nap during those yeah. moments when he was... Well, I mean, obviously, he is uh, not a Trump fan. So anything that uh, goes against Donald Trump, he's all for. Right. Right, which mm-hmm. I, know that, I know that Trump was one of the semi-finalists uh, in the person of the year, but there was no chance that he was no. ever going to win. No yeah, way. No way. Well, Jeffy, you mentioned time getting a lot of backlash for choosing yeah, Biden they and took Harris. A lot of heat. They really did get yeah. quite a bit. Um, now, what they said in response was, "Person of the Year is not an award; it's a marker. It's history as it's written, whether good or bad." Ugh. But again, mm. most mm-hmm. of the blowback came from people who were saying, "Hey, we needed to recognize the importance of all of these healthcare workers and yeah. people who were yeah. at the forefront of the pandemic." Yeah. So here's some of uh, here's some of the responses they got. Uh, one journalist said, odd, feels like it should have been the healthcare workers and the scientists behind the vaccine. 
Uh, commentator Mark Serrell said, scientists who developed vaccines in record-shattering time, frontline workers who risked their lives during COVID. Jacinda Adern, BLM activist, this is such a ridiculous U.S.-centric choice. Um, and we just simply forgot about the truckers delivering all the food we needed and the toilet paper that we were running out of during the, the lockdowns. Those are that ass. Mm-hmm. Right. About those we guys. had all those firefighters, too. Fires were just raging the entire time this was going on. Yeah. We've heard very little about them. Well, it was the peaceful protest. <laughs> most going on. Mostly yeah, mostly peaceful. Uh, writer Kyle Smith said, wow, the media are so ready for the Harris era. Hire a food taster, Uncle Joe. They're already done with you. <laughs> that's not far off no it is not well and economist uh brian riedel said with all due respect biden spent much of the year in a basement and won Mm -hmm. what was a referendum on the other guy harris was even less visible as the vp nominee after badly losing the primary it clearly should have been healthcare workers or those working on the covid vaccine and a lot of these people that made these comments they are not right-leading conservative people Mm mm-hmm do you think do you think some other people even those who work in the media because this is a response from a lot of writers and columnists do you think that they're waking up to to some of this finally i don't know that they've i think that they may be coming to be able to say that they're waking up but i think everybody knew right you can't not know Mm -hmm. that joe biden was floundering throughout the entire process you just can't mm-hmm. not know the guy was was all over the place it yeah. was i no i don't i don't think they're having any kind of uh, awakening i it, what they really probably wanted to do at time was just award it to kamala harris but they they couldn't avoid biden he was somehow in the way right so just to you know just to make sure that she could be recognized for being the first black female uh, socialist uh, on the presidential <laughs> executive ticket, uh, they had to throw Biden in there too. So uh, that's the flack they're they're getting. The flack they're getting, they're getting for putting Biden in there. If they would have just done Kamala Harris, I bet the left wouldn't wouldn't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. They'd be that's fine. probably true. Yeah. They'd be fine with Kamala Harris because she she outshone even the frontline workers because she's the first black female to ever be vice president. Uh, or at least vice president elect. Right. Right. And and if they, I wonder if they had, uh, which I don't know that they could, but I wonder if they changed the picture around so Kamala was first instead of Biden. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love right. to. How many times did both of them say the Harris administration? Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the campaign, over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the real intent of this is pretty obvious. Yes. Yeah. Biden's not long for that job. Well, and it's interesting, too. There, there were... Two people that commented. One is writer Connor Friedersdorf, and he said, "How are you going to give these politicians who haven't taken office yet in a year when doctors risked their lives on a mass scale and vaccine researchers bad. triumphed with unprecedented speed?" And then another one said, "LOL, they spent seven days building media buzz about this, only to turn around and pick two people who haven't done anything yet." <laughs> <laughs> and that's Great. true. Yeah, yeah. And I think even the right. The right and the left would agree on frontline workers, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think we're all pretty happy with the job they've done and how they put themselves on the line and they risked everything for us. 
I think everybody would yeah, agree. Well, on I mean, that. we appreciate them doing their jobs. Yeah. Right. Well, and also Wait. with the guardians of the year, how right. about all the parents that had to homeschool their children mm. and try and make that work all year long? There were a lot of yeah. very frustrated parents. That was a super, super hard thing to take on, especially for those who weren't used to doing it or had never done it before. So I, I don't know. There were a lot more people I think they could have recognized. But they didn't. But all right. So those are that's their choice. I mean, I yeah, was really rooting for mm -hmm. Amy Coney Barrett and Cardi B. They both got the same number of votes for that. I was really kind of hoping it was <laughs> one of them. But no, Biden and Harris. All right. So, so. so we've got to go to break. We'll be right back. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Tulsi Gabbard. She introduced a bill that's going to ban biological males from women's sports. Really controversial uh -oh. stuff. I'm oh boy. really wow. interested to know what you guys have to say about that. So, all right. We'll be right back. Why the hate? That's the first thing I hear. <laughs> Why the hate? Thank you. That would be a Hawaiian. Maybe. All right. So this is a really interesting story with <clears throat> Tulsi Gabbard. So she's a Democrat, but she's introduced a bill that would ban biological males from women's sports. Mm. So. This bill would specify that Title IX, which protects people from being discriminated against based on sex and education programs that receive federal funding, be applied based on a person's biological sex as determined by birth by she. a physician. How dare she? Wow. So wow. they really want to reaffirm the <laughs> biological sex-based distinctions between men and women in athletics. Mm -hmm. Um, and the bill would prevent organizations which allow biological males to compete against females from receiving that federal funding. Mm -hmm. So they're saying it's in order to provide equal opportunity for women and girls in high school and college sports. Well, um, yeah. And she said it, this has led to a generational shift that has impacted countless women, creating life-changing opportunities for girls and women that never existed before. Yeah, that Title IX has done that for sure. Right, I mean, they, yeah. they've, they've opened the door. Well, you that. said Title IX was um, was created to protect people. It was created to protect women. Women, mm -hmm. yeah, and and to equal the playing field between women's sports and men's sports because men's sports dominated, and there were far more than than yes. there were women's sports. Well, they've they've leveled that playing field now. And, sure and, and now men's sports pays for that. Right. Well, sometimes, yeah. They had to eliminate quite a few men's sports. Yeah, men's did. soccer teams went away. Uh, men's lacrosse teams went away. Sometimes volleyball went away. And some of that was okay. It's, it yeah, some of it. Um, and, you know, it happened so long ago. Title IX was, what, 70-something? Uh, it's been a long time. Been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time. And so we're used to it now. Yep. So now along comes the trans movement, and you want biological men to compete against women because they feel in their head that they they're, identify they're as a woman. Right. No, I'm sorry. Thank goodness for Tulsi Gabbard mm -hmm. to have some sense. Even as a Democrat, there are a few who have some common sense. Well, we'll see if it holds we'll through, see. though. I, I mean, that's, but at least she's trying. I think that's, that's a, great. That's a battle that... I it's a tough battle win, man. because, man, are they influential right now. The trans movement is circumventing everything. Mm -hmm. Women's sure rights. Did you ever think <laughs> women's rights could be almost eliminated by some other special right. interest group? I never thought so. I mean, it's they incredible. Just, they just passed. It's incredible. They just did a thing in Norway, right, where <clears throat> if you say anything bad about trans publicly, 
uh, you're fined and a couple of years in, in jail. Yeah, and what's you, something bad about them? That they shouldn't compete against biological women? Lock them up. That's something bad. Lock them up. And if, yeah. you, if, some, if you do it in private... And someone mm. says, he was saying bad things about trans people in private. Then it's a lesser fine and lesser jail. Wow. Unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. Well, Tulsi Gabbard, she's been working on this bill with Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, who is a Republican from Oklahoma. Mullen said, allowing biological males to compete in women's sports diminishes that equality. It takes away from the original <laughs> intent of Title yeah. IX. Uh, yeah. And he said, as the father of three girls involved in athletics, I want them to be able to compete on a level playing field. Thank I'm you. proud to lead this bill that would safeguard the integrity of women's sports and ensure female athletes can compete fairly. You are a big fan of the UFC. Yes, I am. Uh, there but- is a trans person in the UFC who uh, broke the face, who he's competing right. as a woman, and they allowed him to fight against women. He literally broke one of the women's faces, essentially. He broke, like, the, was it the orbital socket of her face? Bad. And it, he, like, caved in a couple of bones in her face. I mean, it was really ugly. You, you just can't have men, physical, biological men, competing against women because they feel uh, like they're women. It, the bodies are different. Right. The muscle structure is different. The bone structure is different. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Do it's not fair. Th- do you think this is going to serve Tulsi well with the Democratic Party? No. Oh, no. Nope. I mean, but, are they going to oh, no, kick no, no. her out at some point? They are. She's just oh, making yeah. too much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Oh, such she's, a shame. She know, And she knows it. By doing this, she knows she's out. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I mean, when you when you are going up against uh, somebody as liberal as J.K. Rowling, who said something about, uh, hey, I know what a woman is and they don't have they have periods. Mm -hmm. If you're if you have periods, you're called a woman. You're a woman. Uh, They are livid with her. They're trying to boycott her books and and bashing her on Twitter. And this is the woman who tried to help advance the LGBTQQIA2 plus movement by uh, suggesting that Dumbledore was gay after the fact, that Hermione was black after the fact, that Ron was bisexual after the fact. She went through all this stuff and, you know, pissed off conservatives who had read all this stuff to their kids. And now you're trying to say all this about it. So that's how liberal she is. And now, how uh, dare uh, she say something? She said about, something about the trans, about women in trans. Oof! I know you can't. That's a that's a taboo, mm-hmm. taboo man. Yeah. Can't do it. Yep. So remember the McCloskey family. So, a judge mm-hmm. yesterday dismissed the St. Louis prosecutor from the case against Mark McCloskey. Wow. That's huge. The judge determined that improper fundraising emails by Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's campaign infringed on McCloskey's right <clears throat> to receive a fair trial. <clears throat> so there were some fundraising emails from Gardner's reelection campaign that raised the appearance of impropriety, and that's what jeopardized the defendant's right to a fair trial. Well, she's um, been saying that she was against them forever mm-hmm. to begin with, right? They just had to find a way to get her off of it. So I, I don't know that that moves you know the case is still ongoing does that make the case stop it's despicable that we're still yes. talking about it sure after is. all this time yeah. it's unbelievable these two are facing any kind of problem for what they did because what they did was defend themselves in their property 
you know, the the that mob was moving through their property. They broke down their gate. Yeah. They broke down uh, part of the fencing. These two come out and just show force and say, you On know, hey, property. yeah, back off. They didn't fire their gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. They didn't shoot at anybody. And there should be no charges. You should be able to defend your your house and your property and your family. Good news for them. Do you think it's finally moving in the right direction? I hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was. Well, it's it's been really interesting because I mean, what what she was writing in these emails, she was trying to solicit money by positioning her against the defendants and her more vocal critics. So, Mm. yeah, I guess the Soros money wasn't enough. So right. Right. It was a huge amount of money she got yeah. from George Soros for her campaign. I know it was her group. It wasn't uh-huh. just specifically to her. Sure. <laughs> well, and we only have just a minute or two on this, but Rose McGowan backed Matthew McConaughey on hypocrisy from the illiberal left elites. Hollywood has been condescending, she said. Hmm. So she, she was giving support to him because, you know, he said leftists and elite uh, media liberals, they are condescending. She said Matthew McConaughey's right. Hollywood has been condescending northern elite media liberals, too. And it trickles down far before Trump presidency, a liberal condescension and uh, patronization has formed. How too many think break the class culture. She's really become a pretty outspoken critic of Hollywood, the elite and and Democrats, which is kind of surprising. She just doesn't care. She's taken on both sides. I mean, she's no friend of the right. That's for sure. No, but uh, she'll speak her mind if she thinks you're being a hypocrite. Um, on something that she strongly believes in. And we, I think we know what the things are that she strongly yes, believes in. Um, but she'll go after, you know, even she's gone after some of her castmates from, what was that show called? Charmed. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that show. <laughs> I was well, going to say, yeah, I she's gone after What's Her Face. Um, you know, What's Her Name? Oh, yeah, What's Her Face. It was so yes. agonizing from Charmed. Is her name? I can't even think of her no, name. No, I can't right think now. of it. Alyssa? Think, yeah, Liz Milano. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Friendly so they're show. not even. Uh, pretty sure they're not. They're not doing dinner anytime soon. No, she's. I mean, she's still got an ongoing lawsuit against Harvey too. Right? She does. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got. Uh, I think some of the stuff just got mm-hmm. thrown out, but she still has a couple of uh, points that are still an ongoing lawsuit against him. So well, she actually she claims he, that he raped her, right? Isn't yes. Yeah. And she she also um, she had written a book kind of like a book about her life and she said that he and his kind of team of fixers blocked it and kept her from being able to basically make a living right so uh, but you're you're, that sounds like you're right Jeffy uh, a district judge rejected nine of her yeah. 11 claims including racketeering but she does still have plausible claims of fraudulent deceit and common law fraud yes yeah, so I mean him, so hmm. Weinstein will work. He's, mm-hmm. he's serving a 23 year sentence so it'll be interesting to see they still want to get him in California yet I but, mean they're still they're Twenty-three years in New York isn't enough. enough. I've got a, a common law fraud uh, claim against, against him as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's pending yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good claim. It common is? law fraud. I don't know. I don't Did even know you? what that means. Common law fraud. What do you, your attorney didn't explain it to <laughs> didn't you. Didn't explain no. it to me, but I so I said, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, Watch okay. The Those just are just go ahead details. And file it. <laughs> Fine. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about one of my faves, Harrison Ford. See you in a minute. <clears throat> I like, but at some point, they just had made Crystal Skull. Harrison Ford, he just can't give up the hat and the whip. He is coming back to play Indiana Jones for a fifth (laughs) and final time. Nice. 
All right, so this is slated for July 2022. This was announced during Disney Investor Day yesterday oh with a whole lot of other good things that Disney has announced, including Marvel, Star Wars projects, all this. Charging more money, but that kind of stuff. Don't worry money, about that. Yeah, making <laughs> you pay for everything. Um, what do you think about Harrison Ford doing this for a fifth time? We were talking off air. He's 78 years old. Yeah. I hope the jungle has wheelchair access because <laughs> yes, uh, it will. <laughs> it will. He's going to be, in 2022, he'll be 80 years old. 80! I thought he was a little old for Harrison, for, for him to be playing uh, Indiana Jones when he was 60. Now, <laughs> it's 20 years down the road. Right. Wasn't he 60 when he did Crystal Skull? 60, 65, Probably. somewhere I mean, in there. And that was and that was, was good, is what you were thinking about Crystal Skull, oh right? Gosh. Really, maybe one of the, maybe the worst movie of all time, you know, it's, done by a major star. It's up there. It's it was really the bad. biggest disappointment, because there hadn't been one. I know, in a long for time. For a long time. Everybody right. was looking forward to and it. Yeah, we were, I was excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets into a, a refrigerator that, re, that protected him from a nuclear blast. I didn't realize refrigerators were well, that uh, just the nuclear brand. resistant. Just the Samsung just brand. Okay. Yeah, it's just right. the <laughs> Well, I will definitely see it. Would you Would you go see it? And, and of course, it's, it has to be the fifth and final one, because if they waited another 10, 15 yeah, years like right. they've been doing. And that's what the guy, that, the guy that makes the Harrison Ford movies, he said... James Mangold. Yeah, he said that there's no... Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford, so they're not doing. Oh, any, I think that's yeah. true. There's not do, He won't. He's not doing any remakes with with uh, you know Pratt or any of them. You know, being yeah. Indiana Jones, the new Indiana okay. Jones. So I'm not sure. Um, you know, somebody ought to just shut that off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should have <laughs> shut that off before the show. Oh, uh, was, Har- was Harrison um, Ford? He's pissed. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't like us talking about no, his age on the not. air. I, I understand. <laughs> well, it's kind of like what they did with all the James Bond films. You know, they just keep new Bond, new Bond, right. new Bond. New Bond. So I'm glad they're not mm-hmm. going to do that with Me Indiana too. Jones. And, and uh, you know, wheelchair access. I mean, really, what is is it going to be Indiana Jones <laughs> at the home? Or right. seriously? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. At seventy, he's seventy-eight now, so Correct. he's probably. Have they started start, production on that? No, I don't think so. I think they've just started the talks of putting it together. Right. Wow! So they start, you know, you say you film, they start filming next, next year, seventy nine. I mean, he is in great shape. So I only have four minutes, but I have to get to this one because Jeffy is an expert on this topic. <laughs> this is how few. you can watch poor Jailbird Lori Laughlin's Christmas movies because <laughs> you know she hasn't been making any new Christmas movies with Hallmark because they cut ties with her. She is currently doing two months in prison for her role in the 2019 college admissions scandal. So dumb. Uh, (laughs) That is the dumbest, (laughs) dumbest scandal and prosecution of all time. Operation Varsity Blues. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? I mean, other people were kept out of USC because she paid fat. No, they weren't. Stop it. Stop it. It's not like they cut off the admission. Oh, yeah, not one more person. We got Lori Laughlin's kid in here. Not one more comes in. She took a picture in a a boat, and she doesn't even know what a boat is. So ridiculous. Leave her alone. She's doing her time. Yeah, she went in early, like yeah. I told her to do on chewing the fat. She you followed directions. Mm-hmm. Go in early, get out because she wanted to be out before Christmas. They're saying that she's going to get out by the twenty fourth, and I've I'm saying the eighteenth. I predicted. She's Let's out do on the early 18th. release. Early release on early the eighteenth. She's done it two, two it. months. Mm-hmm. I called the Felicity with the eleven days, and Lori's going to be uh, Lori's going to be out on the eighteenth. All right, be home for Christmas. You've called it. 
Well, you can't catch any of her right. Christmas movies anymore because Hallmark just scrapped them. Right, from the because she fought this. Again, they, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, right. Again, is there some place you can find them, though? So Aren't they on? There's two you can find on YouTube, I believe. Um, Every Christmas has a story where she played a mean news anchor who gets caught on the air saying, I just don't like Christmas. And then to salvage her image, she took a camera to the most Christmassy town in America. Uh, And then there's North Pole Open for Christmas about a mean businesswoman named Mackenzie who's trying to sell her aunt's old hotel and get some assistance and heart. I love that one. That's Both of Santa's them are kind of a stretch, though. And she's a handyman. Not mean. I know. <laughs> mean. I know. So, really but she went to the she went to the towns and she realized, oh my gosh, I really do love Christmas. I do. I didn't mean yeah. it. Yeah. Now, if people want to find another Christmas movie, I've heard there's one called Christmas Twist. Is oh, that right? Uh, yeah, that, one of the greatest. Thank you. Greatest Christmas movie ever made. Thank you. I've heard that's really mm-hmm. good. So maybe it is if there's really good. if there's ever a sequel, because you know a mm-hmm. lot of these Christmas movies, they they've been making sequels because people just can't get enough. So maybe. Well, people are cl- clamoring for it. They you, always do. Uh, they they really want it. You could invite so we'll Lori see. back. You know, once she's out of prison, see if she wants to be part of it. That would be awesome. That would be great. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I want to correct myself. I was wrong. They aren't on YouTube. They're available to rent on Amazon. So oh. if you want to see Every Christmas Has All a right. Story with Lori Laughlin or North Pole Open for Christmas, <laughs> it ain't on the YouTube. You can rent it on Amazon. Uh, were those Hallmark or Lifetime? Those were Hallmark. Hallmark. So she, yeah, she's on another was show on Hallmark, too. Yeah. yeah. She, the Hallmark, I mean, Hallmark cut all ties. Yeah. They said goodbye, have a yeah. nice day. They were brutal. I mean, an immediate. As soon yeah. as this thing started, they did that. Yeah. You're not going to. Right. I, I don't yeah. even know if she would have admitted it. And just said, like, like uh, Felicity did, you know, okay, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, if they cut ties. We're done. Jeez. Which is just it's amazing. Crazy. It's crazy. Everybody loves the comeback, though, right? So mm-hmm. maybe there's hope for Aunt Becky still. You well, know? Christmas twist, too. That's yeah. right. Maybe we'll have Christmas. You know, her life her. has gone downhill ever since she dumped Uncle Jesse. That's uh, That was her mercy. biggest downfall. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was a shame. That's a fact. Shouldn't have dumped Uncle Jesse. Nope. All right. We've beat this into the ground. We're going to break. (laughs) I like that. I I like that. I do. On yesterday's show, our question for you was, who do you trust the least? Is it the media, the FBI and CIA, or our politicians? And I can't see the outcome. 57.8% of you said the media. All right, gentlemen, what Mm. do you think? Hmm. I think our listeners hate the media. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah, what a surprise, huh? And they should because CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC—they're uh, not—they're tr- not trustworthy. They're not. And there are some politicians I think who are trustworthy. Almost none of the media is. So I think they probably made the right choice there. Well, on our question today, would you take the COVID nineteen vaccine? Yes, no, or unsure? And you've both said... I would. I'm in. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. in. Yeah. Interesting. See, yeah. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm a no. Are I, you really? I try not to get any vaccines if I don't absolutely have to. Really? So, yeah. Why, but I'm not worried about you, everything. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm on my deathbed. Why do you want bed. people to die is my question. <laughs> do you, you think there's already. something in it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw my son have an adverse Tracking reaction device? to a vaccine. And my husband okay, did, too, reaction. as a child. And it caused some major some major issues. Okay. I have family that works in healthcare, And I've just seen too much. So I'm, I'm a little more cautious about I'm not anti-vax. Mm-hmm. I just am more cautious about taking them, especially if they're brand new. Yeah. Well, this is the only way I see out. 
there's no other way. I mean, they're, they're going to continue this mask and distancing thing until such time as we finally get a grip on the, on the, on the virus. Yeah. And I think the only way to do it is with the vaccine. And, and I don't even know if that will, will uh, work, yeah, we'll but see. I hope it does. Yeah. It's our only chance, I think. Something. All right, so if people want to follow you guys. Chewing the fat. Doing the fat. Pack Ray Unleashed. Awesome. Well, happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Happy Hanukkah. You See everybody too. back here on Monday. <laughs> so you're here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.